Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. This episode is part of our series called Is It Worth It, Charlie?, where I help students inside our retail-ready community think through pivotal decisions they are about to make in their business to help them determine whether or not moving forward with that decision is worth it. Now, if you are joining us for the first time, I am Charlie Birkinshaw, and in addition to running my own CPG business, Element Shrub, I also support and advise our students inside our retail-ready community. In today's episode, I will be sitting down with fellow Retail Ready student, Karen Hetz, Chief Happiness Officer of Kids Cake Boxes, to talk about when to evaluate the success of your business to determine a best path forward. So if this is a decision that you have ever struggled with, I am excited for you to listen in. So with that said, let's find out, is it worth it? I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. This episode is brought to you by Retail Ready, our online course for producers of packaged product who are looking to grow your wholesale accounts. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live Q&A calls, and daily access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts, whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. The first step to find out more about Retail Ready is to join my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business, which I'll link right here in the show notes. That hour-long webinar is jam-packed with advice that you can use to kickstart your growth right now, no matter what year of business you're in, plus information on Retail Ready, on my past clients, and how we can work together. Even if you have zero intention of joining us inside of Retail Ready, you will still learn a ton from this class, like my behind-the-scenes advice from my time as a grocery buyer, including exactly what to not do as you're pitching to new accounts. Sign up via the link in my show notes, and I'll see you there. Karen, welcome. It is great to have you on the show today. Thank you for being here. Hi, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. So as I said in the introduction today, we're talking about a topic that is a little more broad, right? We're talking about not just a particular decision that you are debating, but really sort of evaluating your business overall to determine sort of what the best steps are to proceed or to move forward, right? And I I just want to say that this is this is a topic that is is a little more vulnerable I think than some of the other topics we've talked about on this podcast. So I I, I just want to say thank you for coming on to 
to talk about this on the podcast, stepping out of your comfort zone for pushing me, honestly, to step out of my comfort zone a bit to talk about this. Um, but, but before we get into the topic, uh, do you want to just kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about uh, your background? Yeah, absolutely, Charlie. Thank you. Um, so as Charlie said, my name is Karen and I am the founder and chief happiness officer of Kids Cake Boxes. I'm also a mom of three and a military spouse. And uh, I actually started my business back in 2020 because it was during my husband's time in the army that um, I found myself parenting alone while my husband was missing literal cumulative years of our growing children's lives. And, um, and so when he was home, it became kind of this mad dash to spend quality time together while we can. And it was, um, it really was this experience that, that made me appreciate and embrace this true need to spend quality time together because the childhood years are fleeting. You can ask any parent, <laughs> the days might seem long, yep. <laughs> years are short. And, and soon you turn around and you're like, Oh, you're going to go to your friends instead. Okay. And so you know, know. Actually, like, let's capture these moments while we can. And it, it really just kind of drove my mission to bring that to other families to capture those moments. Um, and so I started kids cake boxes and kids cake boxes in short are um, we really, we strengthen families bonds, right? Our mission is to strengthen family bonds and nourish childhood creativity by baking sweet memories with perfectly sized baking kits because baking is bonding and being together in the heart of the home, uh, in the kitchen is, is where memories are made and where traditions are, are passed down. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I love the story behind it and Thank your husband for for his service. I I mean I I love I love this one. You're, you're a mom. You you've got um you've got this product that helps strengthen bonds, and, and the product feels like you know a bonus, right? The the goal is to really like strengthen the bonds, and then this 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 cake box is just sort of this like really fun way to get the kids involved and uh, and get them excited about one building the bond with the family, but also like learning how to cook and like doing things kind of on their own and being, being their own little independent people. Right. <laughs> um, so Karen, you have been with us inside retail ready, I think for about six months now, um, would love to just sort of share for, for you to kind of maybe share some of your, your favorite experiences, some of your aha moments, maybe some wins you've had since you have joined us. If you're, uh, if you're willing to. Yeah, no, thanks for <laughs> so uh uh retail ready. I I think I I listened to um Ali Pitchett basically uh, about six months ago. And I like I purchased it that day. I was like, yes, this is what I need because my goal, Charlie, is to get kids cake boxes onto your favorite retail shelves. Um, and I didn't know where to start with that. I had no direction, um, but I knew it was a goal that I had for the company. And so what I've loved about, there's been multiple aha moments and there's little ones and big ones <laughs> uh, and a lot of things I've loved, but uh, speaking to those aha moments, uh, funny things like shut down your email tab. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a tip that was given in some early module that was, or maybe Ali's art of organization, I don't, but it was like, just shut down, like don't have the tab open. Don't watch anything yeah. <laughs> else tick in, you know? Uh, focus one thing at a time because you can really, I think the 
I think all entrepreneurs have the work ethic, right? And we have this drive and we have this, like, to get it done, we got to multitask. And yeah. uh, so one of those aha moments was like, but you don't necessarily have to be doing all of it all the time. Like, shut it down, focus. <laughs> on it. That was very helpful. Yeah. I appreciate I it. That. Um, other things that I've just found like beyond, I mean, almost, almost priceless is the, is the feedback, right? I, you can't, mm. community is so strong and, um, not only supportive, um, but, uh, uh, people will help people answer your questions. You can go yeah. in there with honest questions, which is why I also love this podcast, right? Because even though this topic that we're discussing today might feel heavier, um, than kind of the day-to-day in the nitty gritty, um, you can talk about that kind of stuff with each other. And, it's important. And, and the community, the Facebook community is, is always on, always there. And then of course, you know, the leaders of the group, you and Allie and, and, and Gabby too, and just, um, always willing to help, uh, which is, which is, it makes you feel, even though the group is large, you feel important and you feel noticed and you feel like, like you're not just lost in this space. Right. You, you are, there's the quality time there, Charlie. (laughs) I know, Karen, I thank you. I mean, thank you so much for, for saying that, that really, really means a lot, especially from somebody who is building their brand around, you know, family and community, hearing you say that about our community really, really, really hits home. So, so thank you. Um, Okay. So let's, let's get into this. Let's get into this topic. Uh, Tell me before we jump in, just for you, how, right? So we're talking about the idea of evaluating our our business to to really like decide what the best path forward is, right? And for you, how did this sort of question come up? Or how did this sort of idea come up for you? So I think it had to do with our anniversary, not my husband and my, but my, the anniversary of my business. So in October, we turned three and I think somewhere in my head and, and maybe it's just because maybe it was a, it, it, it was a something I like inadvertently set, or if it's something I've heard along my journey, but it was one of those like, Oh, it takes three years for a business to get going, you know? And so somewhere in my head, the three-year mark was this moment in time where I had to say, and I did say, where are we going? Is this making it? Is this worth it? Because if I'm not successful, which is a word I really want to examine with you today. uh, (laughs) Yeah. But if I'm not successful at the three-year mark, it felt decision time, right? It felt so, so that's where, that's where this question came from. And it was it's doing, I'm doing a lot of, of thinking about that. And I think it's just, yeah. we're three, we're three now. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, you think about sort of like humans, right. At, you know, 40 or 50, they have this like midlife crisis because they realize they're like halfway through and it's like time to decide, okay, like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Right. Um, so I, I want to just say like, one, I think it's it's really important to, uh, I, I think it's something that every brand should do. They they should evaluate their business on a regular basis uh, because I think oftentimes, right, we just get stuck in the motions of just running the business, doing 
things the way we've always done them without sort of like stepping back and analyzing what's what's actually going on, not only analyzing, you know, the business as a business, but then also, you know, analyzing whether the business is actually working for us mm-hmm. as the solo founder or as the entrepreneur or as the team or as the, you know, whoever it is that's that's running it, right? So um, step one, right? Let's Let's start by sort of analyzing our business as a business, right? And to me, there's sort of four things that are that are involved in that. Number one would be sort of let's look at the numbers objectively, right? Um, then we're going to analyze the numbers. Then we're going to ask ourselves, okay, what needs to change? And then kind of come up with a plan to make that happen. And then step four is following through with that plan. So if we dig into each of these a little bit, right? Step one is looking at the numbers objectively, right? And here, we're not making excuses or trying to justify anything about the numbers when we do this, right? We don't want to make assumptions that, you know, things are just going to get better eventually, right? I'm using like air quotes, um, right? Or with like, oh, well, like our cost of goods sold is high, but eventually it'll go down, right? Mm -hmm. Just sort of making these assumptions without actually having a plan in place to, to make that happen, right? And it's, you know, it's looking at, What's your revenue? What are your costs? What are your what are your margins? How many accounts are reordering? How much do they reorder? You know, what's your conversion rate when you try to bring on new customers? Which channels are you making the most money, right? And now of course there's there's other important numbers that you can extract from your financials, but at the at the beginning you just kind of want to start with the basics, right? Yeah. Um so step 2 analyzing those numbers. And again, without assumptions, right? So what is working, right? Don't be like, oh, well, I really like this owner of this store. So like, I want to keep selling to them, even if like, it's actually not selling that well, right? (laughs) What's, What's not working? Where are you spending the most money? Where are you spending your time? And I think this is actually a really important thing to, to analyze that most solo founders, uh, I think don't do enough of, right. Is like, where, sh- where, where are you spending your time and where should you be spending your time? Um, and then doing some projections here about you know, how much cash, how much runway do I need to actually like keep this going rather than just being like, Oh, like, uh Oh, we're out of money. Like, yes. that's it. Right. <laughs> um, you're, and then, and then finally the last two steps are really like, okay, and this is this is where you know you really have to spend some time but like okay building a plan that is going to get you from where you are to where you want to be and asking yourself like what do you need to change to make this work what do you need to sacrifice as as a business and what do you need to sacrifice personally potentially to make this work right and then sort of having the drive and determination and motivation to actually follow through with that plan. So Karen, in terms of that Mm -hmm. aspect of sort of evaluating the business, right? That's, that's sort of the the financial side of it. Right. And (laughs) I, I guess I'll just remind folks that 
the financial piece is just one part of this equation. And for some people, the financial success in quotes is going to be very different for for all of us, both very different in terms of what financial success really means. So I don't know what, what's, how how do you feel like hearing, hearing all of that in terms of that step or that stage of the, the evaluation? Yeah. Well, first of all, I completely agree how, um, how important it is to look at those numbers objectively. You have to put them down. And I love that. Like, yeah, but when my cost of goods goes down and it, It probably will when you start to mass produce, but if you're not there yet, look at your cost of goods now. And what is that? What does that mean for you now? And numbers, um, numbers are so personal, right? Like we are, we, we protect those numbers because they might be, they're telling and maybe they're interesting, right? And maybe we feel like I can't share these with people because they'll know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I hear you. And so, you know, you find yourself relying on, uh, we are revenue generating. That's an accurate statement, but you know, like we don't say how much that is a year or a month and, and how far in the red we are with that. We, um, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> Yeah. So look, I know I was very, I needed to have, um, recently I, I participated in a pitch competition and I needed to have a slide of financial projections and yeah. I didn't know how to do it. And I knew it was coming up and I knew those needed to be done. And I sure tried to do it myself and I didn't do it. And so I reached out to someone who I knew could do it. And I was so, I had to just like swallow my pride and be like, here are my numbers. <laughs> if you could please yeah. project financially for me. <laughs> I know, uh, I know it's hard. And so, you know, it's a very, and again, you, you said the word vulnerable at the beginning of this podcast and it's true. These numbers can be very, I think very vulnerable. And again, you also said financial success, that definition varies from person to person. And I really feel that, uh, somebody who might be deemed like very financially successful, it might only be that level of, of, of founder who's actually comfortable with their numbers. You never know when somebody feels comfortable with their numbers. Um, and so I think you looking at them at them objectively, you may be bringing in a trusted, um, person who will also look at them objectively with you or keep you on task to make sure you're, you're being objective about it. Uh, it's essential. It's essential. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And I think, um, you know, something else to remember is that these, these numbers are yours, right? Mm -hmm. They, and, and especially, you know, I think just in in context here, you know, Karen, you are a a solo entrepreneur, right? Um, I, (laughs) I am as well. And I think, when we're having this conversation, this is particularly, you know, having this conversation with yourself and doing, going through this exercise can be particularly hard for solo founders, right? Because 
you don't have, even, even if you have family that you, you can talk to about anything, like people that aren't in the business day to day that like know what's going on. It's, it's still hard to have those, those conversations. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, these are, these are your numbers and it really, they really only matter to you. Right. And so when you think sort of about the external pressure or the external, like, Oh God, like, I, like, I don't want to share these with people, right? One, you don't have to, right? Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and two, you know, w- the way that you feel about them is likely way more sort of, yeah. you probably have way more emotional attachment to them than other people. And, you know, when, you know, I think in general, right, we're, we want to focus on building businesses that work for us. and when we look out into the world and we see other brands that are doing other things and running other brands, we have no idea what their background is. We have no idea. Maybe they're just independently wealthy and their business is actually not making any money. Right. And to them, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And so, but you look at it and you're like, Oh my gosh, this business is such a success from the outside. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it might not be right. Yeah. And so like, it, I, it's, it's just sort of a reminder that, um, sort of stressing about like, I guess what's going on outside and feel like that, that social sort of pressure to be like successful again, sort of like in quotes is it's a lot. And I, and so I, I think I just want to give you and the sort of everybody else permission to say like, okay, well, you know what, let's just make this work for us. Let me just make it work for you. And I, I love that. I love that, um, that approach to it. And, um, so much of you is tied up in your time, right? You brought it up with this, let's analyze these numbers. And you said, you know, where am I spending my time? And, and, so, so important because time is like our only non-renewable resource, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that doesn't come back. And so, you know, really kind of taking that deeper look into, okay, I, I see my numbers and I see what's costing me what, and you have it all laid out in front of you. And you say, am I spending the most time with the most costly thing or am I, you know, or am I spending the most time <clears throat> with the thing that's getting me the most revenue? Or, you know, you really have to throw yourself into, you have to almost break down each of those numbers uh, with like monetarily, is that's a word, monetarily. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and as time, right? Yeah. Like the value of time to you for each of those things. So again, I think that that, um, and one thing I love about retail ready is that um, a lot of it, and I think it might, I might be skipping ahead. It might be about, uh, <laughs> it might be about uh, uh, making your plan work. You briefly mentioned it, right? And now we have to make your plan work and retail ready helps you, helps you follow, you have helps you follow through, right? Like it yeah. brings like, look, you are accountable. You have to follow through with this if you, if you want it to go and that's your decision. Right. <laughs> right. It's your decision. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um Great. Okay. So we, we've talked about the sort of financial side of this sort of equation, this evaluation, right? That's just one piece of the puzzle, as I said. Um, the other piece is 
again, let's say this business was profitable uh, and that profitability, again, the assumption that that profitability is important for you as a brand and a person. Uh, and if you followed through with this plan and you were actually maybe able to make the same amount of money that you could doing something else, or that let's just say the business had financial independence that made you not worry about it from that perspective, right? Asking yourself that question of, would I still want to do this, mm -hmm. right? And that is a, I think it's a very scary question to ask, <laughs> to be honest, right? Um, I mean, we all, we all want different things in life, right? And so by choosing to embrace this plan that we've come up with, right, we, we're going to have to make sacrifices either like, hey, maybe it's like, I'm going to cut this skew from my lineup that is not profitable. But like, you know, as a, as a solo brand owner, when you've got all these skews, like they're all your, your little kids, right? Like getting rid of one is like, it can be emotional, right? And so like, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to make that sacrifice? Are you willing to, you know, if let's say part of that plan is going on tour around the country to do demos and, you know, are you willing and able to be away from your family if you have one uh, to, to do that, to make that work, right? Um, so again, it's, it's really asking yourself, why am I doing this? Again, it goes back to building a business that works for you. Why am I doing this? And what do I want to get out of it, right? At, at the beginning, when you started this company, right? you you had some sort of goal right you had goals but you know what what were those goals remind yourself of what those goals were was the goal to fulfill a creative itch that you had was it to provide you with a social network that you wanted was it to teach you a new skill was it to sort of provide a platform for doing social good right at at the, or something else that I haven't even thought of, right? Because um, at the end of the day, it's your business. It's your life. Uh, so again, it, it's really important that you uh, that you do what works for you. And it, sorry, it reminds me of a story that probably also was a bit of a catalyst for my questioning <laughs> all of this. But I was speaking with the founder of a brand who has... Um, not a competitive brand to mine, but a, a parallel brand. It's, it's very similar. You might find us in the same areas of stores. Um, okay. and I had connected with her and uh, uh, I asked her, I said, I asked her a very similar question. I said, because in my mind, right, in she's very successful, right? Because she's in so many stores and she uh, she's to the point in her solopreneurship where she stepped back. And like, she's like outsourced everything and like, you know, co-packers and whomever else are doing it for her. Um, and, uh, but she's in, she's in so many retail shops and again, similar ones to what I would want to be in. <clears throat> and so for me, it's like, God, that must be success. And I said to her, I asked her, um, you know, without telling me numbers, <laughs> I said, uh, is this is this profitable for you? Are you making a living doing this? And she said, well, and she like paused, right? There was hesitance. And she said, well, it's a constant reinvestment. And if your question is, 
would I be making more at a nine to five job? The answer is yes. And that's kind of where she left it. Um, but of course, we didn't go into this this next so important part of it is like, well, then why, you know, so what's driving you to continue? You know, let's right. remove that financial piece. Let's take it away. And maybe you love it. And uh, maybe you, it is your creative outlet or maybe it is your baby, right? And you want, this is, you have desire. Maybe you are independently wealthy. I did look her up then on um and found out that prior to owning this company, she was a lawyer. So maybe she was this high paid lawyer. And of course she'd be making more money nine to five being, you know, know, I don't know her background and I don't know, but so when you see these other companies that might be successful on the outside, um, again, it comes down to what is that definition of success? And it's completely personal. It really is. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, and I think, you know, I, I, we, we've had Element Shrub for 10 years now, right? So I have certainly had this conversation with myself at, at, at several points. And I think, um, you know, I think one of the other things to just sort of, I guess, remind everyone of, and <laughs> this feels like, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is about this topic, but like, just remind everyone that like, it's okay, like, just because you're sort of going through this exercise and like doing this evaluation doesn't mean that you have, have failed. Right. I mean, I, um, we were talking about this earlier before, before we hit record, but I like for anybody that's seen the Barbie movie, but you know, it's that, it's that moment (laughs) where, where she's like, Oh, has anybody ever thought about death and like record scratch? Like, like we're all, we're all humans. We're all like here, um, and so each of our business is very, very personal to, to us. And I think that a lot of time when we sort of have these thoughts about, oh, like, should I keep doing this? Or like, what's the best path to proceed? That it makes us feel like we're, we're quote unquote failing, right? Um, or that if we for some reason, go through this exercise and decide that we don't want to keep doing this, that, that we have quote unquote failed. Right. And that, um, no, I don't want to interrupt you, please. I'm yeah, sorry. please. I was just going to say the word failed or failure is, is, you know, uh, like, a like, I, I don't even like it in my mouth, you know, <laughs> and it's because I really think that, you hear these stats and I'm going to get it wrong, but like 75 or 80 or whatever, 85% of all businesses fail, you know, whatever that is. But I think that's another interesting question because I think that that is a personal definition as well. Like I don't even really use the the word because did I decide to close down my business? Did I decide to stop my business? I don't think that's a failure. I think that's a a, a wise choice if you've done it because you want your time back or you want different means of income. You know, like I think that's like that's not a failure. That's a smart business move if it is what you're searching for. Uh, at Kids Cake Boxes, we're still going. Like I'm not interested in. I'm still trying. I'm not going to shut down right now. But I, <laughs> I just I recently um, a friend of mine who was doing her own business. She had a whole lengthy post, you know, about how we failed. And it, it, you know, hurts my heart to say that we have to shut down and we failed. And she must have said the word failed like three or four times in that post. And it was like, but you were so, you were so successful. 
and it, it was because of the people you reached and the inspiration you created. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's one of those, and as like, a, as a mom, right. As a parent, you, your children, you're constantly being like watched. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. You don't even go to the bathroom. Yep, yep. <laughs> but you're constantly being watched everything you do. And it's um they're watching and they're learning. And and uh and if you were to have to step away, they learn from that too. And they learn from that it can they can learn that that's been a wise decision, that that was we did it because, or they see that you're like, yay, we did it and it was good, and now we're doing something else, you know. Like anyway, I just think the word failure is a personal definition, just like success is. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And I think, um, right. It's, it's about this, this story that you're, um, that you, that you create around, around why, why you're closing it. And, you know, if for whatever reasons those are that you want to keep going or not keep going, those are your reasons. And, you know, Mm -hmm doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks <laughs> at all. Right. <laughs> uh, and I like, I, I remember too, like, and we, we, Element Shrub is not, is not shut down either, but I remember, um, it's actually funny when I started working for, for Allie, um, after, after taking retail ready, I, there was this moment where I added that I was now an employee at Food Biz Wiz, right? <laughs> Onto my like LinkedIn like page, my resume. And it I was, it was a very like it, it was a big moment where I was thinking, oh geez, if I do this, how are people going to feel about the other brand that I'm running at the same time? Are they gonna think that? I don't care as much or that it's not important to me or that I found something else and I've moved on or like, and those are all things that are just happening in my head. Nobody, nobody, right? Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know that that's, that's my, (laughs) that's my personal story. Right. And, and again, I think, you know, if there are, the, there's the financial aspect of it, which is a, a very sort of concrete way of looking at the numbers. And for some people, those numbers have to work in order to live their life and um, pay their rent and do that. And so that's a very important part of the equation. And so when you come up with that plan, it's really like figuring out, okay, what are those projections? What's my cash flow going to look like? How am I going to get that money to keep this going? And what am I going to have to sacrifice to make that happen? Or what else can I do on the side to to make money to invest in this business, right? Um, and and how can I keep this going the way that I that the way that I want to kind of keep it going, right? And so uh, again, it's really just encouragement and a reminder that, you know, just because you're changing things, just because you're changing your plan, because you're deciding to spend less time doing this or that, that you, again, you're not, you're not failing. You're just doing, you're just running the business the way that you, the way that you want to do it. Right. Absolutely. And one of my, um, a great piece of advice, I, I, uh, heard early on that I carry with me is, um, there will always be a version 2.0. 
right? And so, so you know, to to have your mind set. Uh, and again, you can look at that in every aspect of your business, whether that's like, this is what my product is, period, right? Because your product itself is going to evolve and change and grow. hundred percent. Or if you're, or if you're looking at it with like, this is what success quote unquote is. I think that that needs to evolve. That evolves as you go through, or like, this is how I'm going to spend my time. There's always going to be this version 2.0 because you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to respond to the climate, to your customers, to yourself and what's going on in your life, right? Like not all of us, there's just moments in our lives where we need to be like, I need to, I need to slow down for a second on X while I focus on Y. And it's not just X within the business and Y within the business. It's like, maybe I need to step back from the business for a minute while I help my mom and dealing with, you know, you know, like we are humans and we, we need to kind of like all the grace, right. We need to give ourselves that grace (laughs) and and know that there will be a version 2.0 and 3.0. And I, and I, I, I laugh because how many times we get like the the Apple, the iPhone update, right? It's like update 16.2. <laughs> I like that. And you're just like, sure, let's do that while I sleep. Like you're just constantly updating your technology. You're also going to constantly be updating I love that. not only your business, but your your approach to the business, I think. And I think that, that that gives you that grace to be flexible and breathe and change and 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 evolve with it all. I love, I love that point. And I think it's, it's another like great reminder that, you know, all of us as solo founders, a lot of the people listening to this podcast that are working with, with other people that have teams, right? We're all entrepreneurs and we, you know, we started these businesses and we cannot expect for them to be the same 10 years from now, five years from now, two years from now, right? And so I think it's a good reminder that, if if this is the if this is the area that we chose to to be a part of this is this is par for the course right i mean you you you've got to be able to to tweak and pivot and change and and that is just part of you know running running a business and you know i i think just kind of as as we wrap up here right i know this is been more of a of a serious topic, but I I, I kind of want to just finish on a on a positive note here, right? Is that just because thinking about this is hard and you know going through these exercises might might take a work take a lot of work. It doesn't mean it's not rewarding. It doesn't mean it's not fun, right? I think again, as fellow entrepreneurs, we are willing we are willing to take risks, right? And we value the reward that comes from taking those risks. And we know that in this entrepreneurial world, there is sacrifice, both sort of personal and on, on the business side. And so we, we need to sort of embrace that and, and sort of own what that, what that path forward looks like. Right. And admittedly, like as a solo founder doing this, you are likely going to feel burned out at some time. You are likely going to feel lonely, right? And that is totally normal. It's expected. And, and so it's, it's really important to have, have a community that you can, of, of people that you can talk to, to, to really, um, yeah, to, to, to sort of support you, whether that's at home or at work. Right. But, um, 
you know, as we think about this, this best path forward, right, which is sort of how we how we kicked things off, right? It's it's getting that plan in place to to get to a point where the financials make sense for you. And again, your version and my version or somebody else's version are going to be totally different from each other. And that's normal. It's okay. It's expected, right? Um, it's following through with that plan. And and then it's figuring out why you started doing this in the first place, being really, really honest with yourself. Um, why and even really asking yourself the question of why am I spending the time the way I'm spending my time? You know, and I think that's also a very difficult sort of question to answer, right? Am I doing this because I'm scared to do something else? Am I doing this because I really enjoy it and this is actually what I want to do, right? Or, you know, why why am I actually spending my time this way? Or being like, okay, you know what? Spending my time doing this is a waste of time. I could hire somebody else to do it and I should go do this instead and focus on something that makes the business more money, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and then figuring out how to do all that and then to sort of, to keep you sort of motivated to to keep going. So Karen, I know you guys are not not shutting down, but how has, tell me, tell me how this conversation has sort of helped you. I also hope, I know, I imagine a lot of our listeners can probably relate to this either now or at some point during their entrepreneurial journey. So I, I hope it's been helpful for all of you as well. Yeah, no, and I I really appreciate the conversation, Charlie. Thank you. <laughs> I, I've kind of been, you know, again, around that about a month ago is when we celebrated our, our, our third anniversary and the months leading up to it when this question kind of started to creep up into my mind. And I've just kind of been stuck in the stew of like, what do I want? What, you know, what is going on? But I'm never answering those questions. <laughs> I just keep posing Great. them to myself <laughs> and I have no answer. Um, but no, I love how you laid it out. Like, let's look at each of these numbers objectively. That's kind of um intuitive, but it's not something I've done yet. So, I mean, I have an, I have an idea. I have a spreadsheet. I know how much it costs, but to like really lay it down and say, and where am I spending my time? And what if I wasn't, I love that. I love how you said, if you were to eliminate that financial piece, would you still be running this? Let's pretend you were independently wealthy. Would you still be doing this business? Do you want it for you? And, uh, and I, that's just really what it comes down to. What is your definition of success? And, uh, and this is your business. You get to, you get to decide and it's personal. And just like when you changed your resume on LinkedIn, it was the thoughts were just <laughs> your head. Like it wasn't it's just you. And, uh, and sometimes that's the hardest part, right? When it's just you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I hear you. Um, well, one, Karen, thank you for, for joining me, for having this vulnerable conversation here on the podcast. Uh, one, I want to invite you to come back to the Retail Ready Student Group if you kind of go through these questions and have aha moments that kind of result from that uh, and share it with everybody because I know everybody will benefit from it. And, you know, when we think back to our community here at Retail Ready, um, I, I think there's definitely some value in, in being able to share those those vulnerable moments um, as well as those those big wins too right so uh before we wrap up Karen can you please share with everybody where they can find your kids cake boxes 
Yes. Thank you so much. So you can find Kids Cake Boxes at kidscakeboxes.com. Total normal spellings for kids and cake and boxes. <laughs> no surprises. Kidscakeboxes.com. And you can, of course, find me inside uh, Retail Ready, the community of Retail Ready. And so we're all here together working as a team, which I love. So thank you, Charlie, for helping make it work. Awesome. Uh, okay, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Food Business Podcast with founder and chief happiness officer, Karen Hetz from Kids Cake Boxes. Uh, This is exactly the type of one-on-one coaching that I do exclusively for Retail Ready students day in and day out. Uh, Karen, thank you again for joining us and talking through this conversation. And thank you to our listeners and our Retail Ready students. I will see you all in our Facebook group and I will be back in your ears next month. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.